In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good is good, right? Good is good, bad is bad, right? Very easy, very simple, right? Everybody knows what's good. Everybody knows what's bad. We never get them mixed up at all, right? It's very, very easy, very simple, always black and white. You know what's good, you know what's bad. Everyone's in agreement with you. It's all easy and perfect, right? Of course not. Let me give you the biggest case in point ever of how easy it is for us to get good and bad, evil and good, totally screwed up. Okay, this is the biggest case that has ever happened. Can we all agree that Jesus is good? Right? Jesus Christ, Son of God, is good and right and true and perfect. He's everything good, right? So that, that's clear. Jesus is the best. Good, period. And so everybody then, everybody can clearly see he's good, right? Everybody can agree on that? No. In the Gospel reading today, they actually called Jesus a demon. Now just think about how crazy that is. God is good always, and yet they call him in league with Satan. They say, that's how you're doing all these miracles. You're in league with Beelzebul. So if you ever needed a case of how easy it is for us to mix up good and evil, there you go. They call Jesus, who is obviously good, the best person ever, they call him evil. So I need you to understand this is not as easy as we think it is. We think it's easy. I think it's easy. All the time I do this. Oh yes, everybody knows that's good. Everybody knows that's bad. I know that's good. I know that's bad. It's not near as easy as we like to think it is. In fact, we consistently get them all mixed up and screwed around, okay? Now, I could give you countless examples, but this last week really did blow my mind in our state of Illinois, a very clear example of this, of getting good and evil all screwed around. So you, you've long known, because our, our governor, Governor Pritzker, has made this very clear, that, that he, wants to, he wants to expand abortion in our state as, as much as he can, okay? He considers abortion to be good, but we, we've known that. That's not, that's not the new and crazy thing. So, so he, he and, our, and a lot of our government in Illinois believes abortion, the killing of babies, to be good. But then this last week, they took another, a step that just really boggles the mind. They introduced bills into the House and Senate. They haven't passed yet, but only because they haven't got the way forward to pass them, which I'm sure they probably will. They introduced bills that would penalize and fine pregnancy centers. So, see how crazy this is. Abortion is good, pregnancy centers bad. Killing babies, good. Helping mothers and babies to live and thrive, bad. Isn't that, re it's remarkable. We have completely flip-flopped good and evil, and many are just oblivious to it. But, before you get in a big huff over our culture, which is easy to do, and it's worth doing sometimes, let me remind you that you and I are just as bad at this. We are just as bad, in fact worse, at mixing up good and evil. Okay? 
We, we think it's so easy to distinguish. Well, that's good, that's evil, but, but we mix them up all the time. How often do we, does the devil deceive us, and we pass off greed as a good thing? In fact, it's scary how often we do it. We pass off our greed, wanting more money and more stuff. We pass it off as a good thing. Well, I'm just saving up for the future. I'm just taking care of my family. I'm just creating a better economy for our society. Oh, it's easy. How often do we justify selfishness and laziness? We love to say things like this. Well, I just need my time. I need my time to myself. I need, you know... Self-care. i got to take care of myself. When a lot of times it's just covering up plain old laziness and selfishness. How often do we excuse our anger and our bitterness? You know, anger and bitterness, we know are bad. But this, you know, I'm teaching this person a lesson. You know, I'm helping them to be better. You know, they really deserve it. They need to know I'm angry with them. How often do we gorge ourselves? We all know... It's wrong to eat too much, to drink too much. But how often do we, we bring it over to the good side? Well, we're just we're celebrating. We're just having a good time. We're enjoying things. It, it's a big joke, right? No big deal. How often do we worship the world and all this stuff? Materialism. Everybody, if you ask, you say, is materialism good? No, of course it's bad. But how often do we move it over into the good? Well, it's... I'm having fun. God is pleased, you know, with all my shopping and my entertainment and so forth. Oh, it's very, very easy to do. So we're going to take to heart then Ephesians chapter 5 today. We're going to go through it because Paul wants to clearly, as clearly as he can, he wants to show us these different paths. He wants to show us the good from the bad, the walking in the love and light of Jesus versus walking in the darkness of the devil. He wants us to see this very clear. So I, I am going to start walking you through that. But even, even before I do that, I wanted you to have as clear as possible a picture in your mind of these two paths. One, he says, one path, he says, is a path of light and love. The other path, he says, is a path of darkness. So we got to get a good picture in our mind here. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to think about what, what would be this path. He also says in verse 1, which we're about to do, that the path of love and light is a fragrant and pleasing smell to God. So what place would you picture? A place that you love to be where the sun is shining, there's light, there's love, and there's a warm, comforting smell in the air. Yeah, I need you to use your imagination because that's walking the path of light and love. So maybe for some of you, if you really like to take your vacations at the beach, maybe it's walking along the beach. It's warm. Sun is shining. You're smelling the ocean. Maybe it's that. How about walking amongst, you know, when spring comes now, walking amongst all the flowers on a bright, sunny day and smelling all the flowers? Or how about standing next to the grill, for some of you men maybe, standing next to the grill on a hot summer day, maybe with a beverage in your hand, smelling the grill, right? Or as um, I was talking to Bob Clements a few weeks ago about this, we agreed, can't wait for that warm, sunny day with the smell of the cut grass, right? That's another 
wonderful smell. And that, that always brings me back to as I was a kid. I loved those days when it was sunny and hot and we mowed the hay, the alfalfa hay, and that smell was just heavenly. So you, you figure it out. What is it? Because that's what Paul and God are describing for you. A warm, sunny, fully lit path with good smells. That's the path of love, the love and light of Jesus. Okay? And the other path is a pitch dark, black, cold, frightening path through hell. Okay? And the answer to finding the good path, as Paul is going to tell us, is Jesus. He's the good path. He's the love that we're going to mimic. He's the light that we're going to live in. We are going to follow his love and follow his light, and we're going to be in the way of what is good and right and true. All right, so let's hit this. Ephesians 5.1, he says, Brethren, be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Okay, the word imitate in Greek is mimic. You mimic something. So here we're mimicking God. God walks in love and light. And so you walk in love and light. You reflect Him. And uh, <clears throat> the sun is so helpful. The, the picture of the sun is so helpful because what's the center of our universe? The sun. Well, what's the true center of the universe? Of course, God Himself. God is light. He's the center of our universe. And what do we often like to put in the center of our universe? Ourselves. So Paul is showing you a better way. Let God be the center of the universe and you just reflect him. You mimic him. You live in his light. Okay, like a little puddle. You know, you've all seen little puddle, and <clears throat> the little puddle will reflect the sun's rays, and you'll see a rainbow. And that little rainbow is itself a little mimicking, a little imitating of, of the big rainbow in the sky. So God and his love are going to sit here in the center of our universe, and we're going to imitate that love by giving it to others. Well, how do you, how do you know, know this good path? Well, you know because of Jesus. That's how you know it. That's what Paul says. You're going to walk in love as Christ loved us. He imitated his Father's love and gave himself up for you. And here's where this smell part comes in. He says it was a fragrant offering. In the Old Testament, when God gave all these sacrifices, <clears throat> over and over it, he says it would, it would produce a pleasing aroma to the Lord. So when you guys are walking in the love of Jesus on that bright, warm, sweet-smelling path of love, it is bringing a pleasing aroma to the Lord. He loves to see you, His beloved children, walking in His love. We get an example of this in, in Philippians. The Philippians had sent a gift of love to Paul, and here's what he said about it. He said, I am well supplied having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. When you guys love your neighbors, it is a fragrant offering. When you walk in the love of Jesus, it produces a pleasing aroma to the Lord. All right, that's verse 1 and 2. But now God warns us of the other path, the path of darkness and stench and evil, the path of im pure love. So Paul says, but sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not even be named among you. 
Now here, to, because you might, see, here's the danger for all of us when we read God's Word. We think, oh, yes, of course, I know. I know sexual immorality is wrong. I know covetousness is wrong. But I want to take you to verse 6, because here, here's where you and I need to think about this. He says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. See, the, the trick is, the devil is always deceiving us with his empty words so that we're, we're thinking the evil is actually the good. Okay? This is how you get, in the Gospel reading, people actually calling Jesus evil. So, I want to give you some examples. And maybe you could think of better ones. <clears throat> on the, <clears throat> on the uh, sermon insert this morning in the, in the inside page there, I, I, I went through Ephesians chapter 4 and 5, and I listed all the, all the things Paul describes on the walk of darkness, all the things he describes on the, on the path of love and light. And when you, when you do it like that, I mean, it looks so clear. It's black and white. Here's the, here's the path of darkness. Here's the path of love and light. But, but here's the trick where the devil works. Okay? He deceives us into thinking the evil is the good. So let me give my examples now. How about um, sexual immorality, the one that Paul mentions? Today, what's happening is we're excusing nearly, nearly every kind of sexual immorality with all kinds of empty words. Remember, Paul says, don't let them deceive you with empty words. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. Empty words like this, love is love. Have you heard that? That's the phrase. That is supposed to, th those are empty words. And, I mean, in fact, rhetorically speaking, they mean nothing. But we are using that to then deceive and cover up and, and act like these sexual immoralities are actually, well, it's love. It's natural. Okay? It's natural to love. You have to follow your heart. So we excuse everything, and we really do. I mean, it's remarkable what we excuse. Polygamy? Most people, eh, they don't even care about that anymore. That's fine. Adultery? Yeah, we've pretty much gotten over that. Living together before you're married? No one even talks about it anymore except some crusty old pastors, right? Pornography? Yeah, everybody's fine with that. Homosexuality? We, we celebrate it all. Right? Well, we can't deny ourselves pleasures, right? We can't deny our hearts. And so look how easy it is. We call the evil path of darkness, we call it good. Just like that. What about our greed, our covetousness? Remember, covetous, and again, I'm using one that Paul uses. Covetousness is that desire that we need to have more and more and more. We're never content with what God has given us. And now, we, we, oh, we can excuse that under all kinds of nice-sounding words. Well, it's just business. It's good business, right? Make as much as you can make. Get as much as you can get. That's good business. Or investments. Well, I, you know, it's all, just in, it's all invested. I'm, I'm saving, right? Or, or we call them, you know, retirement funds, even though it's more than we could ever, ever, ever need, Right? And we, people get paid really good money just to tell other people what to do with all their extra money. And we justify it all. We call it all. It's all good. It's all good financial planning. How about the other one he mentions? Joking. Crude joking. We excuse our crude and vulgar joking, our foolish and silly talk, our ranting about nothing, our gossiping about our neighbors and joking at their expense. And here's how we excuse this. We say, well... 
I'm just unwinding. I just need to unwind. I got to let loose. You know, I got to let my hair down. It's all just good fun. It doesn't hurt anyone. Well, God doesn't think it's funny. Verse 4, Paul says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. They are out of place and out of character. You should be thankful. So all, all of that is just to say, all of that is just to say, look how easy it is to be deceived with this path of darkness and to actually call it good. But now Paul, he wants to bring us back. He says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by the path of darkness. He wants to bring us back to the path of light. He says, at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. If you want to know what's good, you got to bring everything into the sun, into the light of Jesus. Okay, this is what Jesus himself says in John 12. The one who walks in the darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become children of light. So this is where Jesus comes and shines his light, the light of the world, into our hearts so that he can give us faith and drive away all those works of darkness. Okay, so you know that when you're producing fruit that is good and right and true, just like this spring, the sun is going to you know, produce fruit and blossom into all kinds of good things on the trees and the plants. So when the light of Christ shines into our hearts, it blossoms into things that are good and right and true. Right fruit is the fruit of justice and honesty and good and hard work, making the best use of our time, doing the Lord's will. And the fruit of truth is always speaking the truth in love, being mature in Christ and not being tossed every direction by false teaching. Now, I've said a lot, given you a lot from Paul's words today, but I just want to end with a word that I've been using a lot the past few weeks, the word fight. Fight the good of fight of faith. In this case, you should keep that word in mind again. We, you and I need to fight to stay on this good path. It's not nearly as easy as we think it is to distinguish these good and evil. So it's, it's a fight against the devil, against the world, against our sinful nature. right? To, to, they're working to convince us that evil is good. And we need to make sure we're still walking in the path of Jesus where the sun is shining where it's warm, and where the smell is very pleasing. We want to walk in the love of Jesus and in the light of Jesus. The peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.